you are no longer a victim of deception, you are no longer. And as you are no longer a victim of deception, I believe that God has affirmed it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want us to read something small. We have been talking about the blood. We have been talking about in the awesome wonder works of the blood. You know, when you look at the blood, as I said, blood is life. According to Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, blood is life. So whenever blood is shed, it means life has been shed. And when you journey through scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation, you find out that whenever blood comes in, there's a supernatural turnaround, there's an occurrence. It means there's deliverance, means what? I mean, prepared and orchestrated. That God is doing something bigger. And anytime that, I mean, blood is invoked, it means that spirits are engaged. So when we say, let the blood speak, we are saying, let the blood of Jesus speak on our behalf. So when you look at Genesis chapter 10, um, the Bible says, Genesis chapter um, um, 3, verses 9 to probably 11, it talks about a lot of things. The Bible says, And the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I do not know. Cain answered, Am I my brother's keeper? And this is as a result of what had happened. The Bible says that they both went to give offerings and out of sin, the out of sin, his brother Cain killed Abel. And this was God speaking to Cain, requiring an answer that where's your brother? And the verse 10 says something that he said, according to what God said, he said, what have you done? God replied, and God said, the voice of your brother's blood, look at this, the voice of your brother's blood cries out to me, look at this, from the ground. So he killed his brother, he told no one has seen it, but God saw it. And he said, there's a voice speaking. There are voices speaking. There are certain parts of the world, there are blood that has been shed, and they are speaking. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Why? The blood of Abel is speaking vengeance. It's speaking vengeance because an innocent blood, a pure person, a person of innocence was killed. And that is how our Master Jesus was. He knew no sin, and the Bible says that he was killed. And as a result, the blood became a what? A witness against Satan, against his cohort, against principalities and powers. That is why when you read First uh, John chapter five verse seven, let's open our Bibles there. We understand something that the blood is a witness. First John chapter five. Verse uh, 7. Bible says that they are what? Three that bears or are constant witness, giving their evidence. See, in verse 8, 
it says the spirit the water and the blood and there are also three diverse witness in heaven the father the word and the spirit but on earth it is the spirit of god the water and the blood see if the bible is we realize it says the blood there are a lot of blood but the blood of jesus witness against every injustice the blood will witness so when we say let the blood speak we are saying let the witness of christ jesus that is the blood that was shared 2000 years ago that was shared before the foundation of the earth let it speak so whenever you go before the courts of heaven the bible says let us enter into his courts with us being with praise and when you read certain i mean translation says let us enter by the password so that's giving praise then the blood will become a witness to you so you sanctify yourself says the accuser revelation chapter 12 verse 10 the accuser of brethren stands before the lord day and night and day and night accusing but he overcame by the blood the blood is a witness the blood of jesus is a witness so i don't know what you've gone through today is resurrection sunday jesus has resurrected so they overcame he that is a devil overcame delay overcame depression overcame stagnation overcame addictions infirmity overcame all kinds of things now in the past in the future by the blood and by what also by their testimony so the blood is testifying is speaking blessings is turning around every cares that your accusers are speaking against you so the bible makes us understand that the blood whenever the blood comes and it comes to witness it comes to what justify it comes to sanctify and it comes to mute anyone speaking anything against you so if you are in a place where you are being condemned you are being slandered let's engage the blood that let the blood speak for me let the blood of jesus speak for me you are innocent and it's as if i mean the systems some men and women are engaging the systems against you you just deploy the blood let the blood speak for me you are a child of covenant and the blood will always speak the bible says that when the israelites were being maltreated that the justice system was going against them god told them in, i mean exodus chapter 12 verse 30 one of the places where the blood the foreshadow of what jesus came to do in the new testament genesis um, exodus chapter 12 verse 12 to 13 let's read it it says on that night i will pass through the land of egypt and strike down look at this every first meal both man and beast that is to say anything that comes in to delay to frustrate 
the blessings of the people of God, to prevent them from serving God. God wants us to serve Him in spirit and in truth. So if there's something that is not allowing you to have that peace of mind, when you engage the blood, God will come down. So the Bible says that, and I will execute judgment. Look at this. Against all the gods of what Egypt, I am the Lord. So why will the Lord execute judgment against the house of Egypt? Egypt stands for oppression. See, oppression unto the people of God. Israel stands for the people of God. And through the blood, we are in right standing. We are in the right place with God. The blood came to atone for our sins, to put us at one, to put us at one with God. That is the atonement, to bring us at one with God. So if we are one with God, we are people of God. And we are people of God, we also have the ability to deploy the blood. So the verse 13 of Exodus chapter 12, it says, The blood on the house where you are staying will distinguish them. So you need to clean the blood. That is why it's very important. When you purchase a new house, when you buy a new car, when you buy a new phone, when you have a new child, I mean, you need to clean the blood. When you are going, you play the blood over your body. You engage it consciously. Every single day you partake of the blood. And this is what the scripture says. I will pass over you. No plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Tonight, the blood is still speaking. The blood of Jesus is still speaking. And this was a shadow of what Jesus was going to do in the Old Testament. Anytime God wants to bring deliverance, there is a manifestation. God is a just God. He only comes in when he sees the blood. When blood is shed, God comes in. He said, no, I need to deal with this. So when we read uh, Exodus chapter 1, I mean, verses 21 to 22, it talks about the emergence of Moses. The Moses as a as a type of Jesus, um, just representing or working what Christ was about to do was preparing the minds of the Israelites. The Bible says when Moses was born, Pharaoh sought to bring destruction. Moses was in a way a type of a Messiah. He was a deliverer. That is why I wasn't surprised when Jesus was about to die on the Mount of Transfiguration. Two people came, Moses and Elijah. And both of them, the two of them, the Bible says that there was bloodshed. I will show you as well. Exodus chapter 1 verse 21, it says, And the midwives feared God and their families of their own. Verse 22, then Pharaoh commanded all his people, every son born to the Hebrews, you must throw into the Nile, but every daughter you will allow. So blood was shed. And as a result of that, God took note of that. You see, God is a just God. 
any blood that has been shed in your family, God has kept record. And as you deploy the blood, God will start to execute judgment. Judgment. The Bible says that when God wanted to bring about deliverance to Israel, Israel had gone into what? All kinds of idolatry. The Jezebelic spirit had taken over Israel, where Baal had become their God. They had idols everywhere. And the Bible says that God brought forth a man called Elijah. And he challenged the prophet of Baal, challenged the altars, the God Baal. And the Bible says that in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 40, I mean, verse 39 downwards, I want us to read that. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 39. It says, When all the people saw this, he fell down, face down, and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. That is all that God wants us to do, to worship him. See, when God wants to bring deliverance, and look at what follows. Then Elijah, Elijah ordered them, seize the prophet of Baal. Do not let a single one escape. So they seized them and Elijah brought them down to um, Kishore Valley and slaughtered them. See, there was deliverance. Today, anything that is fighting you, the power of God, the blood will slaughter them in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, from verse 15 to 16, that when Jesus came into the sea, Herod, realizing that a king has been born, decided to end the reign of the king. Realizing that the king was going to bring about redemption of God's people, he started and when you read verse 16, it says, When Herod saw that he had been outwitted by the wise men, he was filled with rage. See, that is a sign, a characteristics of the devil. When you read First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 downwards, you realize it says, The adversary, the devil, is roaring like a lion. So the rage here was a devil roaring that I have to kill this Messiah. So the verse 16 of Matthew chapter 2, the Bible says that sending orders, he put to death all the boys in Bethlehem and in the vicinity who were two years old and under according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. And the verse 17 says, then what was spoken through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. So there was bloodshed. See, and those blood were crying out. When you read the prophecy of Jeremiah, he said, I heard, I mean, babies crying. They were crying. There's blood. There are certain cities, abortion has taken over. See, there's blood speaking. There are certain places that, I mean, genocide there's blood speaking and wherever there's blood spirits are engaged whether innocent blood or i mean wicked blood there's always spirit involved anytime you see blood being shared 
And we thank God that upon the hill, God came down in flesh. The Bible says he went through the process of time. Going through what you and I we go through. The weaknesses we face. He encountered everything, but he did not want compromise. So that he will become a perfect what? Sacrifice. And the Bible says that God was pleased with him. And the Bible says that all the saints was pleased upon him. And you know what happened? The people rejected him. They crucified him in place of the criminal, the murderer. They left him and they chose him. That is injustice. For a, a judge to pick somebody who had a bad record. Everyone knew the record of Barnabas. But the Bible says that he was released. The chief priest and everyone, they released him and Jesus was kept. And so a body, a man who had not sinned. And that is upon that note, that fact, that God came in. That because of this, I now have audacity to what? Come into the realm of man. Because the scripture says that the heaven is the Lord and the earth is for man. But because of what the first Adam did, when sin came in, authority was handed to Satan. But because of this, I can come in and carry out justice. And when Jesus was crucified and his blood came and fell to the ground, and he gave up his spirit, the Bible says there was a shaking in The first day, second day, he went down. And the third day, he rose. Matthew chapter 20, uh, 26, 27, and 28. The Bible says that Jesus rose. That Jesus rose. And when he rose, the Bible says that, and there was what? A shaking. And when that shaking came, the stones rolled off. The blood can never be what? Silenced. The blood of Jesus can never be silenced. It comes to bring deliverance. It comes to bring hope. It comes to bring salvation. It comes to restore. It comes to make way. When that blood comes in contact with you, your life will never be the same. So the Bible says that in verse 27, when Jesus had died and was winning a victory for us, the men who had persecuted and had crucified him came together and they said, when he was alive, he said, you rise up and tell me, let us gather men and stand there so that we can prevent, in case he rises up, we can what? We can silence him or can kill him. Or in case his disciples decide to come in and take his body so that it becomes a testimony, we can also deny them. But look at what the Lord did with the blood. See, the blood has the potency 
to silence any evil agenda, any evil plot, or to disorganize the desires of your enemies. The Bible says that, and when they had done everything, when the time was up, there was an earthquake. Just like when the blood fell to the ground when he was crucified. And angels were what? Deployed. The reason why you can engage angels is just because of the blood. Because scripture says that because you are an heir of salvation, angels will minister to you. So tonight, angels will minister to you wherever you are. Because Christ has risen. And when he rose, when he was in the womb of the earth for three days, when he rose, he pushed out the church. The church was birthed. He went into labor and he brought you and I out. And as a result, angels came to minister to us. And the Bible says that the first people who encountered the tomb, they encountered angels and he said he's no more. And they spread that good news. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that tonight the blood start to speak new things in your life, blessings in your life like never before. 